Hello and welcome to another stellar episode of Saw's Talk. We have a great episode for you. Paulie is here. I am sorry for the break between episodes. Johnny sent me to the shop to have my singing module upgraded. Check my shit out now. La. 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 La 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 la. Lay. La 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 la. So. La. T. Do. Fuck yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again. Give me another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk. On the other line, our treasured guest. Not our special guest, not our, our beloved guest, our treasured guest. The highest of high praise. It's Paul White here. How you doing, buddy? Johnny Rose. I am doing great, my man. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I, I'm doing well. Uh, I feel rejuvenated. We took a, a bit of a break from the podcast. I know our, our our many listeners are very disappointed, but we're back today. We're back in action. We're going to have some fun. we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. But did you know there's a topic more important? I just We all know what the most important topic is generally. Is it anything good lately? I'm not asking you that. There's something more important than that. Did you, are you ready for this? I'm ready. I hope, I, I think, like, I'm going to try to get this podcast turned around quickly. So I think this will still be timely. But honestly, this is a subject I I cannot wrap my head around. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We have not discussed this in our, our text chain, and I don't know why. I think this is, let's see. Okay, January 6th is the most notable thing that's happened this year. I think the second most notable thing that's happened this year happened yesterday. And if it had gone slightly differently, it might be more notable than January 6th. Paul White here. Did you see the Joel Embiid entire court shot that almost went in yesterday? John, I'm so glad that this was it. I did see it. And, uh, it was absolutely incredible. The way he just, like, it didn't look like the way he, like, the effort he put into it was so minimal. It was like, you know how everybody talks about Patrick Mahomes? He could, like, yeah, yeah. six yards by, like, flicking his wrist. It was more impressive than that. It was such minimal effort and so accurate. I so badly wish it would have stayed in. I think it would be the most impressive sports accomplishment of all time if it had gone in. Like, if obviously people, like you see videos of people making three-quarter sh- court shots, that has absolutely nothing on this. To do it in a game with competition, under time pressure, I mean, clearly he's practiced this. You saw the way he stepped out, he knew exactly, I'm going over this man, taking the ball and putting it in the other direction. He knew how long he had to do it. I can't believe you can come close to making that shot. And he, no. he should have made it. You watch some of those pictures, those still images of the ball in the cylinder. It is an affront to God that that didn't go in. It is absurd. I'm not convinced that 
there's not something wrong with like that rim wasn't just a little too small or something and it like threw off I'm not a physics guy you know like threw off something in there so because it absolutely should have gone in I've watched that so many times in the last day and I do, I do I find it really upsetting and unacceptable that it didn't go in because it is such a good shot but I just I I can't believe a person can do that. <laughs> like it, it was pure like skill and athleticism because like I, I'm thinking back to like really good sh- like really crazy shots or whatever. And do you remember um, the JR Ryder one? I think it's JR Ryder when he's like falling out of bounds. Yes, yeah. And he, like flips it behind him and it goes in. Like that is very athletic, but like it's pretty like luck, right? Exactly. And that just happened to be luck. Like this was him trying to make the shot, like knowing he had the skill to make the shot and the arm to make the shot, like it was outstanding. He had a plan and he executed it. If it had been like, if there had been more time on the clock or a really weird rebound and it had gone to a weird spot, like he had to back up to get it, it wouldn't count for as much because then you would know he hadn't, I mean, he didn't have that plan. In this moment, he had a plan and he executed it. He knew where he was going to be when he got the ball, because I, I, clearly he's done this before. It was too perfect. I I don't think I will ever not be blown away. In fact, I, I think this is... I, I think it's... Well, clearly, we don't have to over-exaggerate this. It is one of the coolest things I have ever seen. And the fact that it didn't go in, largely irrelevant. Like, Agreed. the difference between that shot going in and not, I don't care. The fact that you can do that unimaginable yeah yeah i was and still am continue to be yeah i i i just like i said i suspect i will get bored and be like oh yeah i'll put that on again and then watch that again for the rest of my life he that's do you think that's something that he's worked on yeah i do i mastered right especially and it makes sense because in that situation um I mean, you can easily say with about this much time left, there's no like I can do the fast one or the slow one. It's just as fast as you can. And in his position as the uh, defensive rebounder, like that's usually where the rebound is going to go. And also, if you're as tall as Joel Embiid, you can usually go get the rebound. That's exactly the expectation for like what that shot is going to look like. So that's why I say when like if it had been a weird rebound or in a weird spot, I wouldn't respect it as much because then then it, it gets into flukier territory. Whereas plainly, he wanted the shot from that spot. It, it's it's like oh, I'll go to the elbow because I'm good at shooting from there, or I'll go to the center of the paint at the opposite end of the floor and launch it, and I can make that pretty good. I'm pretty good at that shot. Which is bananas. It's bananas to have that kind of confidence. What? What do you think would have happened if he had made it? Like, do you think... Okay, I think it I think it would have been on the regular news. It, ha- it would have to be. Like, 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 obviously, like, the Today Show and soft news like that. I think they would show it. But I, th- I think... I, I think if he makes that shot, you have to have him on the Today Show to talk about it. Sure. Right, I think you need to. I think he needs to be invited on a bunch of mainstream media outlets and talk about 
his thought process, whether he's done, you know, like go through that whole thing. Like it has to lead a lot of news stories, I think, because it's that significant. Yeah, I, I, I am sincere. I think it's the second most significant thing that's happening in American news this year. I can't believe that a person can do that. Um, it was incredible. That's all. Paul White here. Eat anything good lately. John, I have. Uh, the other day, oh no, it was about last week, we had um, a couple other uh, friends over that have been completely vaccinated. Um, and we had some pizza. Or no, this was her family. Sorry. So who, who's also been vaccinated? So her family comes over and I had, before I knew they were coming over, I had planned to try this new pizza place, which, you know, it's the suburbs. So like take it or leave it as far as good pizza. You know, they have like Lou Malnati's and stuff like that, but found this place online called Edge of Pizza, which is a ghost kitchen of a place called Freedom Brothers Pizza and Brewery or Ale House. And this ghost kitchen, this offshoot of theirs, serves up Detroit-style pizza, which I've had a hankering for since having Jeff's Pizza a couple months ago completely randomly. And man, it was delicious. And Detroit-style pizza, unlike some other pizza, keeps really well for, like, reheating the next day. Uh, got it with, like, big old dollops of mozzarella, like, hot honey, uh, you know, basil, like that kind of stuff. Went just like a, a cheese only, didn't do any um, uh, meat or anything. And it was unbelievably good. Rebecca somehow didn't love it. I think she just doesn't like Detroit style pizza, which I, I don't understand. I like all pizza. I'm not like a pizza, I don't know how you want to, like regionalist or sure. something. Yeah. Um, but man, it's really good. When's the last time you had Detroit style pizza? Well, what a wonderful... First off, we need to uh, discuss a little more. So th this is... Th is do, you, do you know the place that this ghost kitchen is out of? Do you have the regular pizza from that place often? I've had their regular pizza, which is like kind of your typical like thinner, um, like, fa like a fancy pizza. They have a bunch of um, um, like custom or, you know, they're custom together with like clever names, you know, like the Johnny Utah or whatever like that, that, that kind of place we're talking about with a bunch of different custom pies. Um, but it's not Detroit style. So this is like just an offshoot ghost kitchen of theirs. That so does would you say this is like a better version of their normal pizza? I think that it's, I think that it's better. Their normal pizza is good, but it's like stuff that you had, you know, sure. like you had before at any like kind of, uh, upscale pizza place or, or something like that or like or trendy pizza place um but man i just really like now i'm in a detroit style pizza mood i know this is gonna i'm sure pat is gonna come and be pissed off about uh, something about how like detroit style pizza is not is not real pizza but um just for to keep things simple we got a a big pat negative segment coming later so let's let's hold all of that back for now. We don't need the pat animosity in advance. We'll get to the pat animosity later. Don't worry. Man, I cannot I cannot wait for that. Um, I'm ready to load on pat. Who isn't? 
Um, but I, I agree with your general sentiment, and I'm not surprised that a place that makes pretty good pizza started making some Detroit-style pizza, and goddamn if it wasn't fucking better. That, that, that sounds about like what you'd expect, and if you make okay pizza, perhaps this would be a good angle for you. Um, somewhat uh, it, it, perfect timing. There's better words for that. But uh, I, just this last weekend... I had the occasion to enjoy rectangle pizza uh, here in uh, Minneapolis. It's rectangle with a WR at the beginning, but it is entirely Detroit style pizza. And so that rectangle pizza is the name. Is exactly. The name of the yes. That's oh the name of the God. place. Um, and so it, it's rectangle pizza, as in like Detroit style pizza is a rectangle, but they also put the W to be fun. But it's one of those things that's in like a food hall and they've just got like the small kitchens in the back and there's lots of different places that come and go this is one of them that's in there i had not been there before and god damn was it not a fantastic experience i, I love just pulled up the pizza i had um this was their most recent hidden menu item and it is a cheese and pepper focused pizza uh, limited sauce. Here, let me. I read you the ingredients: tomato, cream cheese, five cheese blends, lots of pecorino, black pepper, and that's it. So it's it's, but it was fucking incredible. And it's a traditional like rectangle pizza cut into six slices. Uh, I ate. Gina and I went out for it, and I think I I ate two pieces, and then she had one, and we were both full. And the next day we reversed. No, didn't reverse. I ate two more. She had one more. Incredible second meal. Heated up in the toaster oven, the best way to do it. Oh, my God. Exactly as you're saying. Just as good the next day. Oh, my God. What I an experience. I, I'm going to go back this weekend. I, I, I don't need to eat pizza that isn't from there. It was incredibly good. Um, I'm, I'm at a disadvantage here. I really liked it. and But Rebecca did. So, like, Rebecca didn't love it as much as I did. Um, so I'm like thinking about like, Hey, when's the next time I'm going to get it? And I'm thinking maybe she's gone this weekend. Uh, so I'm thinking like, maybe I'll just get it for myself. Sounds like, like they're kind of, yeah. they're not super, they're not super cheap, but like, maybe I just get a large and then I'll just eat on that all weekend. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to mention, I like, I really like the sound of your pizza and I like, I think we're getting into an era of like pizza burgers and stuff where it's like simplicity is key. Like when we were in college and shortly thereafter it was, and maybe I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's something I'm very passionate about. It was like, how much shit can we throw on a pizza? Like how many toppings and, or, and then how big and thick and juicy of the like, or how big can we get the burger? Mm -hmm. You know, it's the, it's the width of your fist, which always are terrible and dry. And literally dry. can't put my mouth around it. So who gives a shit? Yeah, and how much shit can they're impossible to cook when they're that thick. Yep. Uh, and, and how much shit can we pile on the burger? And I'm so glad that I think we're moving out of that phase where it's like sim like simple ingredients. Show off um, your ingredients. Let them go do all the work. Just just a few things, like nothing crazy, you know, like so I'm happy that we're there as a society. I I think if you can back it up, I think it's only more impressive when you're like, yeah, there's five things on this pizza. All of them are great. You're going to like it. 
and that's what like when I try a new pizza place, it's always like get something very like you can only judge it. Don't get one of their specialty pizzas. Get like a cheese pizza or like a pepper, you know, like something very simple. Then you can decide if it's a good place. And then next time, if you want to get one of their specialty pizzas, you can go for it. That said, I'm going back to Rectangle this weekend. And I, I got this super basic like cheese and pepper pizza this last time. But I saw on the menu, they got a thing more like what you're describing. That's got like a spicy honey and a creamy version of a local hot sauce. And now we're going to blow it out that other way. And so like, I'm just going to, I'm going to put all the shit on it. We're going to see what happens. You know, I'm a little disappointed in our chat group because I don't think that we, sh and I know, I know it's cliche to do. I don't think we're sharing enough food picks. You know, like we don't, we don't need every day. Like you make a grilled cheese sandwich, you know, like I don't need to see that. But like in your case, if you go there this weekend, I'd love to, I'd love to see it. You know, like throw a pick up. I'd love to take a look at it. Yeah, I, and I will be completely honest. I took a picture when I was at the restaurant on Saturday, and I was like, "This is fucking lame. I'm not sending it." And I, like you say, there's it, it is cliche, but also you're saying you'd like to see it. I wish I had a fucking picture of your pizza. I think we'd all be better off if we just sent these. Everybody, I, quit holding back. Let's see this good stuff we're having. Like you say, if it's a grilled cheese sandwich, we don't need it. But for the most part, we kind of do need it. So when you get something good, let's see it. We're, th you know, like we're, I, I think we're like between 35 and like 42 years old in the chat, right? What else do we have going on? It's not like anyone has any crazy stories of like going out or to the club or anything. Like literally all we have anymore is like, uh, like pictures of kids and what we're eating and what we're drinking. Yeah. That's it. That's all we've got to look forward to. That's all we've got to do. And it's a hundred percent the case. We send pictures of cool ass beers we drink. What's the difference? Yeah, we don't mind doing that. You you eat especially good pizza. I, I mean, apologies to Alex, but it ought to be out there for everybody to see. Yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. And by the way, Johnny, what are you drinking? I don't think we discussed. Oh, we didn't discuss. Um, I am drinking a Summit Extra Pale Ale. Oh. That's where's Summit. That sounds great. What's where's Summit from? Is it's, that a, it's, it's in Saint Paul. Okay, um, oh, it is. Okay. It is a relative. It's it's a very large, uh, a very large microbrewery. So like it it distributes. I think basically nationwide. So it is not an especially like ooh what a incredibly impressive get there in Minnesota. But as uh, right down the middle, good hoppy beers go. It's a wonderful thing to have. What do you got over there? I've got, and as what I'm usually drinking is Noon Whistle, um, which is, they have, they opened up a place here in Naperville. I've, I've sent stuff before, but yep. they just came out with their Gummy Apocalypse Northeast Ooh. IPA. And you, I don't know if you can see on the can, they have like little zombies and stuff like Very that. Very cool. So, um, yeah, we'll have to go there, get beer there next time we, uh, next time you guys are in town. It sounds wonderful. Which, and, and, and hey, how far away from that could we possibly be? We got a lot of people. With two shots, I'll be two shots next Friday. Be coming up, up on it. Yeah, we are not far from it. Now, I don't. I, I'm not going to ask you to guess what the next segment is because you could never do it. This is one of the more off the wall segments I've ever, I've ever had. But I think it's going to be okay. I think we've got enough content here. We're going to enjoy it. Paul Whitehair 
What is your general stance on weasels? Weasels, just generally? Yeah. The, I mean, the first thing I think of when it comes to weasels is the band Screeching Weasel, um, which I don't know. I, I don't know if you're familiar with. I don't all. think I know this band. I guarantee. Let's see who I think. Well, I bet Mike Huber's heard of them um, because I don't know. Mike is like the bastion of cool uh, in the group. Um, they're like a punk band from like the '80s and '90s. Um, so that's what I think of. And in, in which case, I'm very pro. I'm very pro Screeching Weasel. Well, pro um, weasels I, is what I'm here for. So that's a great start. I am uh, woefully displeased with the lack of our societies using the term weasel when talking about somebody. Like, if I'm if you do something at work and I don't enjoy it, I I wish I'd be like that fucking John Rose. What a fucking weasel, right? Like, what a what a conniving weasel. You lost me there. Let me tell you, I watched a nature documentary recently. Don't worry about what one. And there were some weasels in it. And I was like, these weasels are fucking cool. I like these weasels. And I was like, why does everybody hate the weasel so much? The weasel is the same as so many other like long ground-based rodent type things. It's not fair for everybody to be mean to them. They're really cool and smart. And I look. Go ahead. They're certainly better looking than a ferret, which people keep and have in their houses. I, the superiority to ferrets is one of the things I had lined up to bring up because it makes no sense. The weasel is way better than a ferret and it's way more handsome. I, I read a little bit on the internet about it. Apparently, like, they are really smart. And good at like breaking into like a hen house or something. And so all the farmers got mad at them. But that's that's fucking bullshit. Like, oh, your your sin is being smart and eating chickens. That's every person I've ever met. Like, that's all anyone does. It's totally fine to want to be smart and eat chickens. Weasels are great. We should like weasels. I don't like that we shit on like when you want to tell somebody like, oh, Look at so-and-so over there. He sucks. He's a weasel. I think we should come up with a different word. I like a weasel. If somebody's a weasel, we have such a negative connotation for that person. It's not fair. I'm pro-weasel. You know who else was pro-weasel? I hope it's the last name I have left on my segment here. Polly Shore. Polly Shore. That's it. Yeah. That's my main conclusion. I think my suspicion is... People were divided and were like, oh, the weasel, it's, the farmer says he's bad. But then everybody else is like, whatever. And then the one person society agreed upon sucked. Got, I bet, I bet it was the fucking chicken lobby attached that name to Polly Shore, public enemy number one. And then all of a sudden, well, if that, this guy is the wheeze, if he's around, fuck him. Clearly, I don't like weasels. I think Polly Shore. Wrecked weasels for everybody. We ought to have weasels. Everybody who has a ferret should have a weasel instead. Except the weasel's so smart, he'll probably like clear out your checking account and then leave. He'll he'll just do crazy <laughs> shit to you. He'll be able to handle it. Some pyramid scheme or like uh, middle <laughs> middle level marketing scheme and bring your accounts. 
I, I think that I think you're exactly right, though. Polly Shore is the turning point for Weasels. I'll bet you everybody was divided on Weasels, and then we united against Polly Shore. So I think anytime you want to call somebody a Weasel, you should call them a Polly instead. Nobody's named Polly. We can just lose this name. Polly's out. You don't get to be called. If your name is Polly, you lose. Even people who are named Paul, you're named Paul. You want to be called Paulie? Does that sound good to you? It sure does. It's a nightmare. If somebody called you Paulie, you'd be like, well, I got to punch you in the face now. Um, <laughs> yeah, the only thing is like uh, Paulie Shore, and then isn't Paul like Paulie Walnuts? Paulie Walnuts is going to be a collateral damage here, but that that's kind of in taking with his character. I mean, he feels like he was often shunted off to the side and like too bad for you this isn't might might not be what you wanted to have happen here but that's too bad are there other i, I, I think that that i don't got a lot of more polys i get i know uh white Sox fans used to call paul canerco poly some yeah um i listen to the dan patrick show and they have somebody named paul paps who they call Polly. Um, and I don't hate him. He went to SIU Carbondale. Mm. But given the choice, there's tens. I don't know how many fucking weasels there are. There's so many weasels, and there's like maybe two or three decent humans named Polly. And great news the weasel can't change their name. But everybody named Paulie can just be Paul or something else. As they sh- as they should be. Yeah, you know, you're being Paulie in the first place is a bad idea. Nine years old. Yeah, you got your own problems if you're like, oh yeah, Paulie, number one name for me. So, uh, I, th- I think we're in agreement here. Weasel is good. You call somebody a weasel, it's because they're your friend, but th- and they're smart. Uh, and if you don't like them, you call them a Paulie. And that's enough weasel talk. Uh, Paul, wait here. Next segment. Do you? Uh, no, I get. I get. We should. We should begin. We should note for all of those listeners listening in the distant future. I assume this is like a time capsule, and everybody will always be interested in sauce talk. Then, like historians will be like, "What sauces did they eat in 2020?" And they'll be so curious. And then they'll be able to look back and be like, oh, in the early 2020s, here are the sauces that were popular. We can find out on Sauce Talk. Um, so for those of you, you should know we're recording this. It's still COVID times. So even though this is about a restaurant, eh, we, we don't really go to a restaurant a lot right now. But when you do go to a restaurant, either in the past or if, if you don't care about COVID and you go now, or if you're going in, this, in the near future, hopefully... Uh, you ever send anything back? I do not send it. I can't remember the last time I sent anything back. I, maybe, maybe never. I uh, I thought this would be a good thing to talk about with you because I thought about this as well. And I believe, as far as sending something back on my own behalf goes, I believe the answer is literally never. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, if I, if I order like a steak or something and it's like too cooked, I'll just eat, I'll just eat it. Um, yeah, I, I really cannot remember the last time I sent something back. Maybe because I'm always 
I've seen people do it, and it it always seems like they're being an asshole. And I, I've especially extended family members. I have seen do it, and it's it explicitly being an asshole. And yeah. it, it, it's like, man, there's not even any question here. I have received the wrong meal and just been like, you know what? This is another thing I would eat. Like I had like since I've been. Since I stopped eating meat, I haven't like received a meat meal and been like, "Well, too bad for me. I eat meat today." But uh, short of that, I, I, I just have not done it at all. And again, I also have not just been served meat. And so, if you so ordered, say, you got like um, a veggie burger or you got like a mushroom cat burger, and they gave you a hamburger, you would send that back. Well, yeah, because I just like I'm not going to eat that. But that hasn't yeah. happened, so I haven't done it. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what I wanted to build into next is what would it take? Like, could, like, how, first off, how do you like your steak? When you order a steak, what do you order? I order it medium rare. So could you get a steak so rare you'd send it back? Probably not. Are you, how cool are you with a rare steak? A very rare steak. I'm generally okay with it. Maybe if it were like a super expense, like if we were at a place and I spent, I just spent $80 on this steak, right? And like to the point, like a price point where like, hey, you should really do it, right? Maybe I would. Um, but maybe the, I think that's giving myself too much credit in that direction. Like I would probably either just eat, like I'm sad to say I might just like take a couple bites and then just like eat, <laughs> order another side or something like that. Yeah, um, to avoid that kind of confrontation, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's something that I would send back. And, and the, the issue too is I'm not, in, at least to my knowledge, I'm not allergic to anything. So, like, if I were allergic to something, maybe I would, I would probably send it back because I just couldn't eat it. Uh, especially if I told them I was allergic to something and like they didn't take that, or you know they disregarded or something and that's very similar to the meat thing if you like order something you're like i can't have eggs this doesn't have eggs right and then you get in it plainly has eggs or if you're like you intentionally order something vegetarian and i feel like when you order something that doesn't have meat you're moderately putting the restaurant on notice like this yeah. isn't supposed to have meat so if it has meat then that's that's you did it wrong um i this i didn't write this down let's just throw out a couple names think about the group i i, I was literally just about <laughs> to ask you and, and let me know if this is not the question you were going to ask i was going to ask you who you think is the most likely to send something back like a, kind of a hair trigger mm -hmm. uh and who's and who's the least likely now I, I i didn't even think to say least likely because i think we might have them on the call it uh, can, can you think of people less likely than us I feel like you and I are who I would go for. I think it's probably you and I, yeah. Yeah. I wrote down two names. I'll give you a second. Think about most likely. Now, I and again, this is a, I'll maybe phone. You can think for a second. I remember uh, one of my future things was, have you seen others sending stuff back and been upset? And I do, I do remember that. I have a, a specific memory of uh, 
former group, former law school friend, Matt Friedlander, sending something back, which is probably... I can very easily see Yeah, that. I'm probably not telling him tell out of school when I say, oh yeah, here's a person who might do that. Um, so if I... Who, but uh, I can't specifically think of anyone who's in our active group. Not that I've had that many meals with that many people in the group altogether. Um, but if you had to, if you had to guess, uh, what, what names are you throwing out there? I think that Lee. I Lee is the I, first name I wrote down. Thank okay, you. Right. I, I, I don't. I don't say any of this and, to be like. I think that they would do it without reason. Like, I, I think that, you know, like, I don't think anyone, if they asked for, like, a medium rare and it was, like, a little bit more well done, like, you know, I think most people in the chat would just, like, eat it and be fine with it. I, I, I want to jump in and say the same, that I, I, I wanted to, to, to note that I just said that about Matt. And honestly, when I said that about Matt Friedlander, I wasn't being the most charitable. But when I say, when I have my, my names on the list here, I am being the most charitable. As we've established now, uh, clearly anyone we're naming here, we're not doing it as a pejorative as perhaps others we have done as a pejorative. So, Lee, I agree with you completely. And if anything, I think this is a compliment to Lee, and it is it is denigrating you and I, in that Lee has the courage of his convictions and would say, not what I wanted, make it what I want. Uh, is there, do you have anybody else you'd put down? I, I did write down two names. I have two names as well, and maybe I wonder if they'll match up. And those names are Bill and Alex Um, because, and I will tell you why, because I think they're both like very secure and confident in like who they are and what they want. So they're like, hey, I came here, like I I know I asked for that. Like I don't I don't think they would be unreasonable, but I think that they're just like confident. And they're like, well, I didn't order this. This is what I ordered, and I think that they would be likely to do that. Um, so those are my two names. Those would be under Lee. I, I share one name. I also wrote that Alex was my other name. Alex was my other name for you. Just be like, and I feel like Alex especially would be like, hey man, it's cool. I'm not mad, but I'd like this the way I'd like this. Yeah. Uh, that's it. My other name was not Bill. I, I have to say, I do kind of regret not writing Bill down. I think especially... A lot of this is probably, and I, I only speak for myself, I won't pull you into this and you can jump in with me, is that I have uh, no conviction whatsoever that I know what any food is. And so a big part of why I won't send something back is I'm like, maybe that is what I ordered. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just wrong. And if I say that's not what I ordered, they'll laugh in my face and they'll kick me in the balls and, and they'll be right to do it. Oh, man, I so identify with that because I'll be like, maybe I, you know, like maybe I did order it medium or maybe I'm like such a dumb idiot. I mumble medium and they just heard medium. So like that's probably on me. Like it's probably my fault. You know what? This probably is medium and I'm just so stupid. I don't know what medium is. Yeah, who am I? I'm not a fucking chef. They're the chef. Exactly. And so that's why I, I wish I had written down Bill because Bill knows about his food and he'd have the courage of his convictions and he would be likely to say it. So I think I think I should have written down an extra name. My last name there though was Pat. I do think that Pat is another person and I think a lot of the similar things we just said, who would know about the food he was ordering, especially 
at a good restaurant. It's probably a place he's been before and he knows what this should look like and would be more likely to be like, eh, that ain't it. You know, I'll have it. Bring me it. This ain't this ain't it. So well, I, I think we're in general similar circles there. What are your thoughts? I want to bring somebody else into the fold. Ooh. And I don't have, I can't figure it out either way. So I want you to tell me how you think that they would work in this scenario. Dave Artman, who is a very, like a very nice guy, but also knows a lot about food, knows how to prepare food, knows what it should taste like. He's worldly. I feel like Dave Artman doesn't send something back. He starts speaking to the waiter in Vietnamese, and within five minutes, he's in the kitchen showing the chef how to do it. It's like, oh, you see, if, if, if you put him on the outside of the pan first and let him get warmed up, that's going to make it go the way you want it. It's going to cook a lot better if you spatchcock it first. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think, I think Artman is his own category there, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I, think you might- I think that's a good call. Um, that was a good topic. That worked out pretty good. Let's do the next one. Paul White here. What sauce are you bringing to the table this week? Okay. I feel like I'm the most basic person when it comes to sauces. Let me interrupt you. I want more basic sauces. We get Now, I don't criticize anyone. Everything is up for grabs. But we have had 35 different hot sauces, and we haven't had marinara sauce. We haven't had ketchup. Feel free to bring anything to the table. You don't have to impress me with, like, how I haven't heard of your sauce. I haven't heard of basically every sauce. Okay. So, and cut me off also if this has been done before and we've heard about it. Just cut me off. Okay. I have been eating a lot of poke lately because like if I'm, if I'm busy and I don't, I didn't go to the grocery store or anything, there's a place called Poke Bros that is just down the road. And I always get brown rice, um, spicy salmon and spicy tuna. And I always get it with ponzu sauce. I don't so think you've done ponzu sauce. So I just think it, I, I think it's like a very good like base sauce. I also always get it with a second sauce like sriracha, sriracha aioli, something like a little spicy or like gongchu sauce, however you pronounce that, to spice it up a little bit. But man, it's just like a, especially for seafood, it's just like a really good base, like sweet kind of citrusy sauce. I just think it's I I like need to look at. Uh, I think you probably make it. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you could buy it, right? Like, you could buy any kind of sauce. I have purchased ponzu sauce before, yes. Okay. So I need to buy some for home because it's just really enjoyable. That's the sauce I'm bringing to the table. Dave Artman, I'm so sorry it's not more exotic. Please don't write in asking me to never be on the podcast again. Again, I want more basic sauces. I have a story about ponzu sauce. When I lived in California, I don't even remember what it was I made. I made some dish that had ponzu sauce in it. I didn't know what ponzu sauce was, but I bought some at the store, and then I brought it home, and I made my dish, and I tasted the ponzu sauce. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And then not like three days later, I was at a Chinese restaurant at lunch, with some uh, work associates and then somebody there 
was like, oh, this dish on the menu has ponzu sauce. What's that? And I was like, fuck yeah, I just bought this. I know what it is. And I'm like, it's kind of like soy sauce, but it's got like a citrusy element to it. And then he was like, hmm, that doesn't sound right. And then the waiter came over and he was like, what's ponzu sauce? And the waiter was like, it's like a citrusy soy sauce. And I was like, yeah, and I hit the table. And it made it so much worse than if I had just played it cool because nobody respected me despite my being right because I literally pounded the table. But it still <laughs> felt so good in that moment. And I swear, that was that was probably uh, 2013. I remember, I remember the tablecloth. I remember the room. It felt so fucking good to be so right in that guy's fucking face. Is that how Dave feels all the time? Good point, probably, yeah. Because when we were in law school, we would go, and I don't remember the name of it now. It's changed hands, whatever. It's on, do you remember this, the, that like Chinese place that was like on Neal Street? Like Golden Harbor? Yeah. That, is that what it was called? I think so. Okay. It's changed. Like Now it's done place. some stuff, yeah. But I would be like asking him questions. He knew what all of the ingredients were like of everything and he could order off menu in Mandarin. So like you just got like a, a taste of like the sweetness that must be Dave's entire life. But I wonder if it's rubbed its shine off at this point for him. I had a taste of ponzu sauce and Dave had a taste of has a taste of ambrosia. Every oh, moment of every day as he just glides through his life with his feet a quarter inch off the ground, never touching the ground. What's I have a question for you. It's kind of like a tangential question, but some more. What is the thing that you thing or topic that you think you know the most about? Not like in the group sense, but like you, your individual self. Like if you're going to, if somebody's going to ask you questions, or you're going to talk about something at length, or just have like gen the, a general deep knowledge of it, what do you think that one thing would be? I think if, if we're just like, if we're discussing in terms of like, being at the upper echelon among like the upper echelon, I, I think the best answer for me is the podcast comedy bang bang i think i okay. like as, as far as like, ha such like a, such a good one. yeah having knowledge that like like just, just like being in like the what i have the most knowledge of that replaced me in the highest percentile of knowledge of that thing like i, I know plenty about like the Cubs, but lots of people know way more about the Cubs than I do. And not just like people who work for the Cubs, but like plenty of things. And, yeah. and, all, and that's also before we get into the fact that I don't fucking watch any Cubs games anymore. But I, I think something like that. What would, what would, what would you say? You know, I, I'm reconsidering now, right? Because you, I think this, I, the, the more narrow you get, the better off you're going to be. That's exactly yeah. right. Like I was thinking more broad about like, Oh, maybe it's, um, where NBA and NFL players from the like early nineties to mid two thousands went to college. I think I'm in that upper echelon. Like if you name people, or at least I used to be, I think 
there's some like early onset dementia that's happening. But like when I was in high school and college, there was not very many people that I from like 92 to like 2004 that were relatively well known in the NBA and the NFL that I couldn't tell you where they went to school because I was such a like even more than I am now like I was such a draft especially the NFL like I was such a draft fan like NFL draft and like mm-hmm. would drill down on it and read all these like scouting reports and stuff like that um so I was gonna say that but you went even more narrow than that so I'm now I'm reconsidering what it is and it would have to be like I would think it would have to be like a television, like it may be Arrested Development. Like I think I would be in the How top. many times am I going to tell you not to spoil future segments? God, I fucking was a cons- oh, no. I knew you were going to say that. Okay, please oh, no. continue. We'll get to it. Go ahead. No, that's it. That's I was just saying maybe Arrested Development. I can't believe the extent to which we are doing this today. Okay, no, that that's a good answer though. Now, that said, as soon as you say that, you were discussing that, I was like, Really, we haven't set the bounds of what the topic could be. So when I say comedy bang bang, I'm a liar. The real answer is stuff I have done. That's what I'm the smartest about. Like, obviously, I mean, there has to be something. But, like, clearly, places John Rhodes has been is more accurate as far as what I'm the top percentile of. Than comedy, but that can't But yeah, there has that to be can't. some limit somewhere, and perhaps no. the limit should be north of comedy bang bang. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I think Arrested Development is a really good answer, especially because, boy, are we about to talk a lot about Arrested Development? But oh, man, I can't wait. Now, and sharp-eared listeners might be able to connect some dots as far as the things I have called out that have been spoiled so far. But we do have one more subtopic before we get to that. Normally on the podcast, the guest brings the sauce to the table, but we have a new option, a new, and it's a new option for everyone out there. Uh, We'll call this the what sauce is interloping the table. Perhaps that could be punched up. Who knows? Uh, We'll never figure it out. But someone mailed me a sauce, Paul. If you mail me a sauce, you know what you get? You get on the podcast. Matt VV was recently on the podcast, and his sauce he brought to the table was Trader Joe's Sriracha and Barbecue Sauce. And then a week went by, and you know what showed up on my doorstep? Well, goddamn, it was Trader Joe's Sriracha and Barbecue Sauce. Now, to be clear, it is not a requirement that you send me a sauce that uh, you, you, you talked about on the podcast. Here's the deal. You send me a sauce, I'll talk about it on the podcast. Period. I love it. You send me a sauce, I, love I will eat it. Always. No matter what. Uh, okay, so I just want I want to make sure that that listeners heard what John just said. I won't eat sauce that has meat in it, but John anything else, I don't. No matter how hot it is, no matter okay. how shitty it is, I will try it, guaranteed. Okay, I just wanted to hear you say that. Yeah, everyone so, hear yeah. that. 
Please go on. Again, if it if it's got me, I'm out. But anything else, I will try it, no matter how fucking gross, no matter how spicy. I might not eat very much of it, but I'll try it. And uh, I'm not going to say my address on the podcast, but you can hit me up offline or online separately, and I'll tell you my address if you need it. Send Just me a the Johnny touchdowns, Minnesota. <laughs> and you'll, it'll be. Like, oh yeah, that fucking superstar. We gotta do like we get all these letters to fucking Kirk Cousins, Santa Claus, and Johnny Rhodes, and we know where all those go. You uh, think people are writing letters to Kirk Cousins? Probably like kill yourself to get us out of this luxury <laughs> tax hell. Or whatever, salary cap hell, I guess, in football. Um but no. Anyway, the point remains Trader Joe's Sriracha and Barbecue Sauce. Matt VV was on the podcast, he sang the praises of this sauce and I'm here to tell you he was right to do so but I have the highest of hot takes this is not a barbecue sauce it is called barbecue like I want to get the name right I, so- the getting the name right is key I'll read you the name again Trader right. Joe's Sriracha and Barbecue Sauce and that is a a particularly good description of this sauce because it tastes like about half sriracha and about half barbecue sauce. Interesting. It is as much sriracha as it is barbecue sauce. The color that comes through is much more similar to barbecue sauce, but the taste is equal parts. I was shocked to taste this. It's very spicy and it is not spicy like a spicy barbecue sauce. It is spicy like you dump sriracha in barbecue sauce. This works as a sauce, but many of the environs in which you will use this are not the environs you'd expect to use a barbecue sauce. I think, if anything, you'd use it more in sriracha situations. Okay, that was my question, is because if I'm, if I make some chicken or something, right, like I just did chicken breast, I will pour barbecue sauce, you know, like a thing of barbecue sauce i'll cut it and i'll i will um grace you know like i will dip a lot of it Uh, so a lot of barbecue sauce on it you're saying that maybe it's a little too on the sriracha side to use that much that's my belief yeah i say this is not a sauce you use in place of barbecue sauce it's a sauce you use in place of sriracha Interesting. And, and again, I was shocked to discover this. I also, because I don't know if you heard, I am Johnny Rhodes and I'm this man I am. Boy, you mix this shit with some ranch dressing. Oh and you got a dipping sauce that you can't believe. Oh boy. I had some leftover pizza for lunch today and I took those fucking crusts, and I dipped it in with, I would say, 10% ranch and 90% uh, the sriracha barbecue sauce, heavenly. So you didn't mix it pre, you dipped and then dipped. Oh, no, I mixed it pre. I put, oh. it, I put it in a fucking ramekin, and I took a fork, and I stirred it up real hard. And, and so it became like a, a lighter shade. Like, and again, it looks like barbecue sauce in the bottle. But uh, this is a very good sauce. But to me, I would not use it in situations where I use a barbecue sauce, which I never would have guessed. 
but I this is this is unquestionably a regular addition to my refrigerator, which let me tell wow. you has too many sauces and then some already. Wow, but, that's high praise. Yeah, I, I this is this is a thing I went around, and I have different uses for it. But and again, that, that I guess part of why it is like I, I don't like it enough that it would replace a sweet baby raise for me. When I want a barbecue sauce, I still want that barbecue sauce. But there's absolutely a window where I want this instead. You mentioned sweet baby rays. I love to get your take on which, like, what sweet baby rays is your go-to? I like the standard original and then the sweet and spicy, and I basically go back and forth between those two. The honey barbecue stuff is too sweet for me. Okay. There's one that's the it's like chipotle something. And that's what I usually get. I think I've had that once, but I'm not even sure. Perhaps I'm thinking of something else. Perhaps I've not even had that one. Right now. And again, all the more reason. Feel free. We don't have to always have a hot sauce. If everybody wants to bring me a different barbecue sauce every week, I'd love that as well. Um, so you, you say there's a Chipotle one that's, that you find especially good. I think it's good. And now that we can send sauces to you, I want to get your take on something, and I need to have it again. There is a uh, barbecue sauce. I don't. It's made somewhere in Illinois. It's called. Have you heard of Doug McCain's barbecue sauce? I got nothing yeah. on this. People around, like around Effingham, go. Nuts. My mom absolutely loves it. Like goes nuts for it. My dad has like anytime he goes to Effingham has to bring it. Has to drive it back down. I haven't had it in a really long time, so I think I might order it. See if it's worth the hype and also send it to you because I want somebody that's not from the Effingham area to try it as well to see if it's worth the hype. It's got like a lot of regional hype. I will note now, not, I just, I'm checking my menu here. Okay. I'm not a food scientist. Paul, are you a food scientist? I am not. Okay. So what we've decided, we're not going to consult a food scientist. Do you think it's okay if you get a bottle of sauce sent to your house and you have some and then you put the lid back on and you send it to me? Does that, does that work? Or does that mean I die when I eat it? Well, I would send you a fresh bottle. I just, I, I would like... To, I would like to know if I can open it up to that. Can people pull shit out of their fridge and send it to me? Or does like would it have to be on like dry ice? I bet once you open it, I can't take it anymore, right? That's gotta be the I case. Think it depends what's in the sauce. Like if it has got a lot of vinegar in it, like as like you might be able to. Okay, so this is a, a, a addendum. Someone can tell us. But an addendum to the thing at the beginning where I said that I'll eat whatever sauce you send me. If I think this sauce has been spoiled or poisoned in some way, I do reserve the right to not eat it. And I, I would put it out there. Let's not try to kill John. We like John. So if you think something it'll, will spoil, don't send it. Just send him a sealed, like a store sealed bottle. I want one of those... Uh, Cotton balls, like in old timey Tylenol on the top. <laughs> Prove you were treating me right. 
Paul, we have time for just one more segment. I don't have a name for this segment. Uh, I'm going to start by telling you a story. The other day, now, we can start this a different way. Are you familiar with the television show, Ted Lasso? I... I am familiar with it. I've not seen it. I don't have Apple TV, but everyone in my entire life has told me that I need to watch it. So I, I don't, I mean, I, I, I generally know what it's about, um, but I've not seen it. I'm in a similar position. I've heard it's a good show. I know what it's about. People have said this is a good show. I, I do have Apple TV, so it's not the same position. I watched one episode and I was like, oh, seems like a nice show. I'll, I'll watch more of this. And then like four months passed and then it was today and I haven't watched anymore. I still assume I will watch this show and have a good time watching it. But uh, that hasn't happened to, to date. So we, we agree this show exists. Um, now, did you have you heard any news recently about Ted Lasso? I don't think so. Well, they recently announced that the second season was... Uh, was coming up. Okay. And so it's going to come out like uh, July or something. Okay. And so I, I recently got a uh, text message from someone. <clears throat> that someone's name is Pat Polk. And uh, he said, um, I am pretty excited about the new season of Ted Lasso. But I haven't finished the first season yet. So I won't watch the trailer. The closest I can think of about how much I'm enjoying it, right off the bat, is when I watched the first two seasons of Arrested Development. You can go next. What do you think of what I've told you? I can't believe that we mentioned it already. And hating Pat. And hating Pat. <laughs> which is unbelievable. So how do you how does this make you feel when you hear text messages like this? I mean, it makes me want to go see Ted Lasso. Like, that's high for me, is very high praise. Like extremely high praise. Mm-hmm. And so that makes you want to go to your TV and watch Ted Lasso. Yes. Are you going to say you hate Arrested Development? What if there was a third way? So, so far, we've acknowledged the options of, well, you hear you that. Have you seen Arrested Development? What's that? Have you not seen Arrested Development? I've seen Arrested Development. Okay. I... Receive this, t I, I, and again, I will acknowledge I, I didn't do anything bad. I and eventually I, I I discussed my feelings with Pat, and I sent that GIF from Clue where the woman talks about the flames on the side of her face. When I heard someone say that Ted Lasso, the show with Jason Sudeikis about a football man who becomes a soccer man that Pat couldn't be bothered to watch all of in a year 
is as good as the first two seasons of Arrested Development. Oh, I, I wanted to go to Pat's house and fucking fight him. I couldn't believe this. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I get it now. I get what the framing was. Um, yeah, what the fuck is that, Pat? Like, and again, I acknowledge this is more than anything my flaw. And I so initially, my first thought was I should say hateful stuff to Pat to try to hurt his feelings and make mm-hmm. him feel bad like I feel right now. But I didn't. I cooled down. I sent that gif to explain how I felt. And then I made like cool and funny comments in the text so that he thought I was cool still. So everything was fine. But the the main point is I realized I can't believe how much of an attachment I still have to say the first three, I mean, obviously the first two seasons are impeccable and the third season remains extremely good. And then we can talk, the Netflix stuff is, is the Netflix stuff. And we yeah. can talk about that. But I didn't know I still had such an attachment to the first two seasons of Arrested Development. Obviously, I've seen them many times, but I, I, I don't frequently revisit them. And to be honest, I watched the first Netflix season, but I have not watched, I don't, whether it's two seasons or two parts, I haven't watched the Netflix stuff after that. And now Jessica Walter passed away, RIP. Uh, I'm never going to go back. No matter what they ever came back and did, I'm done. Yeah. It's fine. But those two seasons, the idea that someone said the Jason Sudeikis show about the football man that has been out for a year, but I couldn't be bothered to watch all of it. That's as good as the first two seasons of Arrested Development. I It made me really upset. Yeah. It's... I can't think of two seasons of television that I enjoy more. Yeah, I agree completely. And it's not just, and it's, and this is going to sound because she just passed away that, you know, it it is her. She is absolutely number one. Yes. Um, like like number one, like characters in the history of comedic television. What what more do you want? Just absolutely fucking nailed it. Could not, you couldn't find someone better for the role. Like, her in that show is perfect. Like, you know, like we, people throw around the word perfect when it comes to like everything, performances or whatever. She's perfect. Yeah. It's true. Like absolutely perfect. So I understand that Ted Lasso is supposed to be really good. And I bet it is good. I bet I eventually watch it and have fun. I bet it is. But are is there going to be people like you and I 10 years down the line that are still this passionate about the first two seasons of Ted Lasso? Well, that's really what I wanted to build into is because the more I thought about it, do I, I don't even think this is a question. It is just plain truth. It's not possible for you and I to establish a relationship with a show like that anymore, right? I guess it's, it became a question at the last moment. I apologize. But, like, I can't imagine feeling as strongly about a piece of art ever again as I do about the relationship I already have with Arrested Development. 
Like, I feel like I've just changed as a person. I can't open myself up that way. I think it also has to do with, I feel the same way about, um, I mean, as you know, I probably, as you know, I think I'm a big Conan O'Brien fan. Sure. So I think there's something to be said for when stuff's in like your formative personality or like comedy years, like nothing will be like, no matter how smart a show is or whatever, how good, like there's not like when something helps shape your comedic sensibility or like, you know, you, you know, like the, the whole thing is like, this sounds like it was a show written for exactly what I like, you know, like Arrest yeah. Development. It's, and they're, they're similar, like Conan and Arrest Development for me is like, they're both really embraced silly, stupid stuff, which I think is like super underrated, like a very underrated community. Like just the straight up being silly is funny, but you know, it's also like unbelievably, unbelievably good writing and smart. Um, so I don't, I think you're right. I don't think a show, I'm trying to think of other shows that I've really enjoyed comedy wise. Like I really liked Community and you know, I rewatched Community, but like it doesn't hold a place that Arrested Development does with me. Like it, it's, it's certainly one of my favorite shows. Community is certain, like if I had a, if I'm listing my top 10 shows, like Community is, is gonna be on that list, but like it doesn't hold a place in my, subconscious like the rest of development does community if anything stands more strongly as a show that i felt was seemingly specifically directed at me like even more than like arrested development i was like i can see why other people would like this community was like i love this and i can't even believe that this show works for anyone but me yeah. uh, which is to both its credit and discredit I know that a lot of the aggressive development stuff is based on like my personal relationships, both to the show and to other people that I like connected with people involving the show, which is another way that I'm not going to do again. That like I started friendships and like deep relationships with people on the basis of this. And to be honest, a, a woman I liked very much who died. I have a very strong relationship through this show. And so I can't imagine ever coming anywhere close to this. Again, it is such a singular thing. And so it's not to Pat's discredit that he didn't do all that. But part of me thinks, is Pat pitiable here? Should we feel bad for Pat? That we should feel bad. And I do. And I want to bring something that I think might also feed into our love for those two shows is if you remember those two shows, they were not at the time were not very popular. They didn't get like a lot of press, like, right. That's the reason they were canceled or arrested almost canceled. So many times community had to go to Yahoo, you know, had to go to Yahoo. So it was, and we were younger. So it was like, we know about some, we have this thing that we know about that only people the only people, other people that like it are people that are like us, right? So, like, it's kind of our own little thing, right? It's not like, uh, well, like, Ted Lat, like, everyone in the world, like, it's super popular, and everyone around who has seen it says it's, like, amazing, and it's, like, the funniest show out there right now. So it's not this little thing that you and I can share together that, like, isn't popular, right? Like, it's not, like, our little cult favorite show, which now maybe community and arrested development are are not because 
they've gotten, you know, ever since Netflix and streaming services, like they've gotten a lot bigger. But like at the time when we were younger, it was just this little thing that we could share. This is, boy, you want to talk about haterism. I'm, I'm going to drop haterism. I can't wait. I'm going to reread you a text message from Pat Polk. The closest I can think of, this is of course talking about Ted Lasso. Okay. The closest I can think of about how much I'm enjoying it right off the bat is when I watched the first two seasons of Arrested Development. Now, I don't know what that seems to imply. It could imply many things. One of the things it seems to imply is that you watched the first two seasons at the same time. And that means you weren't there. You weren't in our little club. I remember I watching this show on fucking television. And it was a, a big deal. And we got through that season. They were like, oh, the show's definitely getting canceled. And then it, it won. It was either the Emmy or the Golden Globe. But it won like either Best New Series or Best Series. And it was a complete shock. Because we're like, why did this show that's getting canceled win? And it somehow came back. And it felt yeah. like our thing. It was such a triumph for us. It's more than a show. So clearly, like our, our, our relationship with this program has much to do with like the quality of the show, but in no way is due to the quality of the show. Right. And so the idea that like, oh yeah, another good show, Ted Lasso. I, I'm sorry, buddy. I, that, that that must be bad if that's what, if that's as close as you can get. But then also, pretty pathetic to have tied so much of your identity into like Jason Bateman says that right. he doesn't like to look at a dead bird in his freezer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You think this is this segment of the podcast is usable or too mean to Pat? I don't think that it's too mean to Pat, but what I want to say is one thing. Fuck you, Pat. You don't know God, shit. God, you're so right. Yeah. Because shit about shit. Okay. Now go back to your beautiful family and happy life. <laughs> but I want you to know, Pat, I don't think you know anything. And I think you're a total piece of shit. Pat knows nothing. And I have fun. In my big, empty house that Gina left on purpose. Okay, Paul, we have time for just one more segment. Uh, let me look here. It's called Plugs. Oh. You got anything you'd like to plug? I do, John. Uh, and it's one I've no I I rewatched it, and it, it, it stands up. Um, it, God, if it's a Ted Lasso, you're in so much fucking trouble. How good would that be? <laughs> 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 I just rewatched Ted Lasso. It's like Arrested <laughs> Development, but better. <laughs> oh man, I wish I would have thought about that as a bit. That was so <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, so two television. We were talking about television. This sure. is my plug, and it's one that I'm sure all of you have seen. Um, it's Tim Robinson's episode of Netflix's The Characters. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, check it out. Uh, I haven't watched all of the episodes with the different comedians, um, but Tim Robinson's is especially good. Um, if you have an extra 15 minutes, 
uh, it's not a very long episode. It is absolutely an episode of I Think You Should Leave. So if, yeah, if you like that show and you want another one, great news, there's another one. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And the other one is I watched, um, I haven't watched any of the others, but have you heard of Last Chance You? Yes. I watched uh, the basketball, the recent like basketball one about um, East LA Community College. Uh, and really enjoyed it. I've just, only seen the first couple, but it, it, it seems ex- extremely good. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, it, it was a good watch. If you want to take a break from like sitcoms or something like that, or, or comedy or Ted Lasso, um, definitely. <laughs> Your fifteenth run through of Ted Lasso because it's equally yeah. as good as the first two seasons of Arrested <laughs> Development. So you plainly have no choice. But yeah, if you need to take a break, no, I, I again, I haven't, I haven't watched all of it, but yeah. I have found it. I I watched I think only one season of the football one, which yeah. people really like, but I didn't latch on to. But I heard immediately like, oh, this is honestly even better. And then I have found that to be the case myself. So, yeah, really good it, stuff. It is hard when you watch those. You want to immediately. I like I didn't, and I was proud of myself. Oh yeah, you really want to Google yeah. the players' names to see what happened to them. Yeah, before. are you but in I, jail or are you at Kansas? Like what's exactly. up? Um, and it was just a good watch. So if you like that kind of stuff, I would definitely tune in. That's, that's a very good recommendation. Jim Robinson's episode of Netflix is the characters. It's wonderful. I agree completely. Um, we are ostensibly not that far away from season two of I Think You Should Leave. Uh, they, they There was that weird cryptic tweet of we finished shooting season two. And so, who knows what that means? But like, it's not unreasonable that it comes out this fall, right? I feel like that could happen. No, I think that could happen. Yeah, like, like, yeah. like that's what I'm, I'm rooting for, like optimistically, but also thinking early next year is probably more likely. But like we talked oh. earlier about, like, uh, is it possible to have that kind of a relationship with the show? I, I don't think I don't have a Arrested Development relationship with. I think you should leave. But that's as close as I've come in the last five oh, years. Like I, that is I, the shit I, I throw down for you. I feel the exact same way, and I—it's coming up tomorrow's Friday. I watched that one his song at his mom's <laughs> at the Conor O'Malley yeah, sketch yeah, yeah. every Friday. It's so good. The uh, that very generic. I think you should leave Twitter account always does the Friday night. Yeah. And it, it's it's it feels good every every Friday. I'm like, fuck yeah, we're coming up to that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I love it so much. Oh, can I put one more plug in? Do it now. That we're about this. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a Twitter account, and I'm sure Johnny, you probably heard about this. That is just called Ladies and Gentlemen the Weekend, and it's Daniel Craig from Saturday Night Live saying, "Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the weekend." And every Friday evening, it posts just that part, just that clip, and it's. Wonderful. It's like a perfect thing to send out to people you work with or something like that. Yeah. So extremely good stuff. Paul White here. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've had a great time. Oh my gosh. Johnny, this has been so much fun. Thanks for having me, buddy. Best wishes in the interview.